Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul with Regan Forston and I, who are here to very much help you through life. Uh, that's our goal, is to give us all a chance to live life and be our better selves. And I know that a lot of us are, are managing going through things, but not necessarily going through things. And uh, it's just one of those places where we're all in the moments of living life. So this dance of the soul is going to be about persevering. Uh, and I know that that's a simple concept, but it's really kind of interesting when you apply it to life as we're all struggling with something. I know that a lot of us are struggling with something, especially since Mercury went into retrograde and we've probably been feeling it for the last couple of weeks. But and then, you know, I know for me personally that I've had about five people around me pass in the last month and a half, two months. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's not necessarily, and, you know, when we go through emotions and that kind of stuff that it, it is, but uh, Regan Forston, I'm the psychic medium, uh, intuitive personal awareness life coach, um, who is very much, thank you for the heart there, whoever's watching. Uh, and I, um, uh, and I'm an intuitive feng shui consultant, loving to support people go through their dance of life and managing their life. Uh, and Regan Forston, hello, hug, 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 because I miss you so much. Sorry, <laughs> right. I'm sorry you're having to go through what you're going through. It's difficult uh, enough when you lose one friend, but when you have five people that you know in your life and they all go, it's uh, it's uh, got to pile up and pile up. So it's this is you know we talk about grief on the show frequently actually but it's it's what's happening right now in the world you know so there's mm -hmm. grief for so many things in the world it's not just grief over people dying but it's grief in that the world is changing yes. you know people wish we could go back to a more peaceful time but um you know it's it's just loss i guess grief would be just this in sense of um, of loss you know uh that's very 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 hard on on people um, so let's just talk about today. Anybody out there that's listening that uh, is going through it, you know, chime in. Maybe uh, the two of us can help them a little bit with uh, some advice. I do. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and a life between life uh, facilitator with the Newton Institute. Uh, and we help like Natasha helps people visit the other side through what she sees and everything. And then I do the same thing by putting people in a deep state of trance. Uh, allowing them to uh, transcend their physical awareness from here to the other side and back. Um, and it's just something that's real. It, you know, uh, thousands, 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 thousands of people have done it. Um, just like thousands of people now are going to mediums and everything because to help them deal with their grief. So we're just two two ways, but we're two good ways uh, that you can, you know, help you to persevere, as we say, through, through grief. Because... Um, when you're going through it, Natasha, you know, I'm, I'm so glad we do what we do because it helps us to persevere more because we know we're going to get through this. And we know yeah. that everything is actually OK, that these people that passed away, they're doing fine. They're on the other side, but we miss them, you know, mm. right now in the physical. Well, and like what I'm finding is, is that it's not necessarily that I like I, I told my supervisor today when I went to work that, you know, I'm not going to be perfect today and I'm sorry. I'm just, I had a lot, a really heavy weekend of um, realizations and, and knowings and, and, you know, like we had a, um, a celebration of life and I was going to go see my friend, but didn't, is not returning my texts anymore. So I know he's in the, in that last stages. 
you know, and I'm using my text not necessarily as, as you know, reaching out, but more on that reference of where somebody is, you know, because yeah. I know that he's, I'm one of the few people that he could trust to talk about certain things. We were on the same intuitive language. So, you know, we could work together and he was kind of my older elder, you are too, but yet he lived in the same area I do. And, yeah. and that's the, the thing. And then, you know, at the same time, you know, I can't get a hold of one person, her phone's turned off, you know, and I don't know. She, I think, I feel like she, I get intuitively that she had a stroke or something. And then, um, you know, I just found out on my way home today that someone who I know dearly and, and I just had, he used to sell rocks and I would see him every six months and, um, that he died in a car wreck last night, you know, and um, then my, my bet, one of my really close friends, her mom just passed of COVID and, you know, it's like, it, it is all around us, but it gets heavy. That energy gets heavy. And that's the thing about grief. It's not necessarily that it's the emotions that get heavy that it's almost hard to get out of it. And I just had a phone call with a friend and I'm so grateful because it lightened me up talking to someone who's spiritual. You know, yeah. that, that, you know, you just you have to do those, those things to get yourself up and out of emotions when you are heavy in emotions. And that's part of the perseverance is, is finding the, a rope to hold on to, to pull yourself back up metaphorically in reality, you know, in a way. Yeah. It's perseverance. We're talking about that comes in many forms. Um, the grief is one of the big ones because that's one that we all take our turns at, you know, nobody escapes having friends die or loved ones die. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, uh, and the older you get, the more, uh, you know, the more you see it and the more you feel it and everything. One thing I think that's good though, about that, it, you know, like now at my age in the seventies, um, is people around me pass away and that, um, I'm older, more mature. I know more about the other side than I did before. So it helps me to persevere and get through it, um, uh, a little bit easier. And having gone through it a number of times myself, my conscious mind knows I'm going to get through it, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, get through the, I would say, you know, you always miss those people that pass away, but there's a point when, when your energy is like this a little bit, you know, and it's like too much. And then, you know, through the grieving process and, you know, going through bereavement counseling and everything, you learn how to tone that down so that you don't do damage to yourself and you still feel the grief, but mm -hmm. that you get through to the other side, you know? Um, so, um, you know, but loss of a job sometimes, you know, uh, you know, can be, you know, someone loved their job so much and they're with a company that goes under or something. And now they don't, they don't, you know, that job was like their friend, you know, that's what gave them joy and everything. And now that could be gone, you know, mm -hmm. and how do you, how do people persevere to get on to that next, next job, uh, with grief, uh, Natasha and I can both tell you. First of all, the people that died are just fine. You know, you don't have to worry about them burning somewhere in hell or something. And I did have a client this last weekend and he wanted to go to the other side because they weren't sure if this person that passed away might be in hell or might be in heaven. And he wanted to go to the other side to find out where that person ended up. Mm -hmm. and, and I told him, I said, well, you're going to find out like when you do this work that once you get above this hellish realm that we're in, above that it, it's 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 just love and light you know and uh 
you know, people that do wrong and everything, they, on the other side, they find ways of helping them correct the wrongs and the rights mm-hmm. that they've done, but without an eternal punishment of some sort. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. If it, it, you know, if that was the way, then, you know, like I have a intuitive, I have another friend and, and we just, um, we were talking the other day and I go, were you my father that was the murderer? <laughs> and it was funny because I was, I was a little girl in that, a, that time. And, and actually my dad at that, in that life, he ended up, um, uh, killing me, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I knew who he was and he didn't want to be known. Right. And I was like, were you my dad? And so we were writing down, um, we, we wrote down, um, when, when I found out we wrote, what was I, wear, what was I wearing? And we both wrote down the same color and the same thing. And I, and it was like, yep. And so, but there again, if she was punished, for being a murderer in that lifetime, she wouldn't be alive and, and going forward in this lifetime. Yeah. You know, it, it's just those lessons that we learn. And I know in my, uh, my uh, mediumship that I do in my, my life, my personal awareness coaching, life coaching that I do, I have a lot of parents who come to me um, where their, their children commit suicide. And I support them in that transition. And when we go through life and and managing our life that, you know, we think that those people are punished for committing suicide and they're not, they're just, they're, they're, I call it that they get assigned those angels, you know, when somebody's a murderer or, or, or is somebody who's negative, they get assigned those angels, you know, and, you know, it, it, you know, it just depends on what category we live, depends on who we work with on the other side. Um, yeah. Hey, Kamal, how you doing? Who uh, is it? Kamal from Pakistan. Oh, oh wow. Kamal. Hi, Kamal. Hi. Uh, he, uh, I, he listens to an astrologer that um, is, uh, um, that, I, that we work together with. So, um, Kamala, you know, thank you. Uh, so I love you. He says, um, uh, your wisdom is so simple and easy to work with. Thank you very much. That's, that's what I try to do is, you know, there's so many spiritual people that really think outside the box. They're, they're really big and yeah. their language is big. But for me, you know, being the dyslexic that I am, you know, I have great knowings, but my language is pretty simple because that's that's how I've worked in my life is to keep my language simple because half the time I couldn't pronounce the words I wanted to pronounce because my brain couldn't get my tongue to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've learned to negotiate simplicity because that's how we do bigger things. So with that, that, you know, honoring the people who have lost children, it's not necessarily that they're deemed bad because they do that, but they have to go through a form. This is what I, I witnessed a form of taking care of being taken care of to move forward. And, you know, I'm grateful that they do have that because it is a shock to go from this physical be lifetime to the next one. And that's, you know, persevering. This conversation is about persevering, but, you know, talk about persevering through death. Yeah. 
you know, people don't realize how much it takes to persevere even through those last days. And I've witnessed many going through that last day. And, you know, I mean, people, I, that are, people are going through hospice, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and it, it gets to be, you know, where the soul, I have an understanding, you know, comes and goes, but the body still is in that primal way of saying, I want to breathe. I want to still move. I still want to be here. And, and yet the body part that is either cancerous or, or that kind of stuff is saying, no, we have to go. We have to leave this physical being. And, and it's a, and it's a, it's a tug and pull sometimes for some spirit, some humans to, and animals to go through that tug and pull. And it, it takes quite of a perseverance to honor ourselves to say, yeah. Oh, there's that time. I, I never thought of it that way that, you know, um, in other words, the process of death is another experience to have to go through from the beginning to the end. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, to persevere through that, you know, through sometimes people have cancers and things, or they're, they have a lot of pain that they have to go through, you know, that they go through and to, um, know that the end is coming, but to have to, in other words, persevere to hang on to, so that, you know, death comes at the exact right time or whatever they have to do. Uh, that's, Which uh, really isn't their choice. It's their body's right. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, um, I think I mentioned the story a couple of times on the other shows, but it's a good way of showing how, how um, when we inhabit bodies, uh, how persevering is the, is the big key. In other words, because the whole life is going to be about challenges and you have to work from the beginning through all, you have to persevere through all of these challenges. And uh, it's about the, the, um, the client I had whose um, husband had, uh, had committed suicide. And then uh, she came to me, she went into a deep state of trance, her body went to a past life and then on to heaven. And, um, and we're, we're communicating with people on the other side and she says, I, I need to speak to my husband who killed himself. And they allowed her to. And then he was there. And of course, he apologized, said, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I kind of killed myself in a way that couldn't be reversed. Although during the process, I wished I hadn't done it, but it was too late. I told her that she, nothing she could have done. It was his issues, stuff that he didn't persevere through, through childhood. And he just was too much for him one day. And he just ended it all. But the thing that's important about the perseverance is, is then we were interrupted. My client was interrupted in the conversation where a guide came up or an angel. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't remember which one, but, you know. Same um, difference in a way. Same right. difference. Same, you know, so depending on what you want to call it. Right. And they said, um, that's all you can talk to him right now because we need to take him somewhere. And then she said to her husband, oh, my God, where are they taking you? You know, thinking maybe it's going to go to hell or something like that. Mm -hmm. The husband said he he was really anxious and really uh, scared because he knew where they were taking him because they told him. And she said, where are they taking you? And she said, the angels are taking me to show me what my life would have been like if I, you know, what it could have been if I hadn't killed myself. In other words, to try to teach him in his next incarnation to persevere. Yes. In other words, don't give up by by pulling the cord before it's time uh, to go because uh, people that uh, commit suicide when they get on the other side in our in our research um, they're so disappointed with themselves with their human self you know like why did I do that you know because it's just like you know you have all these plans 
it's like you plan, you know, like a, a student plans to go to college and a few days before it's time to graduate, they decide to uh, quit all the school and just go and be a bum the rest of their life, you know, because yeah. they didn't persevere to those final day, that final push they needed, you know. Exactly. So. And and that's the thing is, is that, you know, many uh, <coughs> young ones, I'm going to call them young ones, that do commit suicide. And usually they're in the teenage or early 20s, you know, sometimes yeah. early 30s. And, and it could be because of drugs, you know. And, and, or they do drugs because like I say to them, the vibration of this planet, it's so hard to be on for some people that they, they just can't, it's almost like they need to wear earmuffs because it's not because of the noise. It's not because of cars and jets and, and planes. It's because the noise of the vibration. I, I don't know how to put it besides there's just this vibration and I can hear it. I can feel it. And actually, it's that vibration like when, um, like yesterday, 9-11, even though we didn't really talk about it on Facebook a lot and that kind of stuff, but there was this blanket of grief that was laying over it. And and it's almost like thick, like um, like we're dealing with forest fires up here. And so our, we're getting pretty smoggy. And and it's almost like the smog, but it's almost, it's that energy that comes on. And it was pretty heavy. And then me being in grief, I kind of, my, my, my knowings kind of attached to that energy because we were in the same-ish energy. So I was dealing with a little bit more melancholy than I really wanted to, you know, or my own thing. And, and so with that, that when we have that vibration that is so challenging that many, they just go, I can't, I can't, I can't do it anymore. You know, it's like their brains, they, and a lot of them are intuitive. And so they keep hearing voices. Well, when they're in this negative state, and of course they're around friends that do drugs and stuff. And so there's these negative entities that come in to their houses and their homes and their beings that they get these little whispers that go, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And then, then there's more conversation around. Ah! And then it's like, you know, I can't do it. Yeah. And the, and the suicide rate amongst that, that age group you mentioned is uh, almost higher than ever, you know, yes. you know, because, so. because of those scenarios. And then when I see that, you know, the, the lack of better word is, is they just couldn't handle it anymore. They couldn't yeah. handle the vibration. And a lot of the parents go, you know what, from since very young, they would have a hard time walking into a, a group of people. They couldn't even be in when we had company over, they would have to go up in their rooms and put blankets over their heads because they just couldn't handle the noise of life. And, and so with that, that, they said i that i understand totally now and it's amazing when um when you get the people who are in that moment of of lack of persevering through because it, it it's a wall it's literally a wall in front of them and they can't see past it to get anywhere yeah. um as i put my hands in front of my face you know it's it's one of those things that you, you just get, and you can get some empathy you can really get some empathy. Yeah. Well, um, people out there that are listening or listening later on to this broadcast, if you've lost somebody and you, you, even, you know, this could be just a few months ago or it could be years and years ago. Some people go through grief for, for many, many years 
but if when you when you close your eyes and you think of that person, and if your emotional needle on a scale of one to zero, meaning you've totally dealt with your grief, but if you just your subconscious will show you, if it if it goes over above a five, it gets to six, seven, or eight. I mean, that's energy there that the person on the other side is wishing you could get rid of because they don't want you to be suffering for that long period of time because they're okay and they just want you to be okay. But if it goes over there, that's where you know, you, you could uh, go to Natasha. Natasha could probably contact them from the other side and you could get a, some relief. You could come to me and I could put you in trance and you could go to the other side and have a face to face with that person for a little while. Um, you know, uh, or go to tradition. If this seems too out there, go to a traditional therapist that practices uh, hypnosis and EFT, which we've talked about. That's this, mm -hmm. this, uh, this, as you do this tapping on these different parts of your body, Harvard hooked people up to machines and they saw that when you tap on these points, your your energy that's like this disappears. You know, like you can get a reduction of up to 50% of your anxiety in just a matter of minutes by touching these different points. So that can get you through the hardest part. Like each day when you feel that emotional needle going way over and you, mm -hmm. you can't stand that, you can learn to do this tapping to take that energy back down again until it comes up again. Then you just tap it down. But that'll get you through the rough spot. Uh, so uh, also in hypno just a regular hypnosis, they can get you in there to calm yourself down, to get to your higher self in a sense, uh, calm yourself down and to let you feel what it feels like to have some sense of normalcy again and to know that you can get there. You know, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, there's a, a lot of things you can do. So we're here to help. Uh, in that case, we love to do that. Right, Natasha? I mean, we do. We do it. Help, to help be that step in your grieving process that we can help you to uh, get through it, you know. Exactly. Way. I know for me that that um, Sue here um, wrote in that uh, right now my son is persevering through a rough life transition, but he's doing it. I am so grateful that your son is doing this. I know I've known her son since he was in kindergarten. Really? Uh, so yeah, uh, but he's doing it. Um, he has always struggled in it and with the trans. Yes. Uh, your, your son, I, I'm just so impressed that he's, uh, he's doing this because I know usually anxiety grabs onto him. If I can say that pretty strongly and, and he's doing it. So congratulations there. Yeah. It, it, it's, it feels good when like I have a, as you know, son going through a transition right now and what he's going to do with his, the next part of his mm -hmm. life. It's very stressful, you know, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, but I'm so proud of him because he's little by little, he's doing it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it feels good to see them do that because in a way we want to kind of help them. We want to kind of solve their problems, but we know we can only support them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know my, my youngest, my youngest uh, ended up uh, being took on um, moving apartments and and did all that work and usually, mom, I don't know what to do. Did it all by in, by herself this time, and it was like, good job, kiddo. Wow. But I know one thing that for me, like this morning, you know, just getting out of my own funk and and dealing with things that. You know, I turned on a song and I I sing. There's this one song that I um, listen to and it's by Shinedown, a rock group. And it's How Do You Love? And it's like, you know, 
and one of the statements is we might lose our way from birth to, to the grave. But yet at the same time, though, how do we love? How do we persevere and love through yeah. it all? And and that's one thing that I like this morning, even though I was struggling, I listened to a song that actually is my anthem, you know, to get, get me up and moving through. So, Sue, you wrote more here. I wish my son were more open to tapping to help him with his anxiety, but right. he's the teenager enough said. <laughs> I have some young uh, um, men that are uh, part of my life in their mid twenties, like, and you know, I taught them the tapping, and then I, I, the next time I saw them, I said, "Are you doing that?" And they go, "Oh, you know, I tried it, but it, it doesn't even work." It, it doesn't work. work. I don't, did you give it a chance? <laughs> no, you don't. No. So. They have to wait until they really need it, you know, yeah. sometimes that way. But that's that's being in the 20s, too. I, I mean, I remember back in those days, and uh, I just had had a, a wake-up call having an out-of-body experience when I was I was singing the hue, H-U. It's a, an ancient name for God. It's, it's a really good mantra because it, it the vibration of that kind of mm -hmm. makes the space between here and there less. And um, and I found myself in, in the other, in heaven, you know. Um, and, uh, that's when my fear of death and everything left, but boy, when I came back from that experience, I was off to the races, you know, like in my, I was probably 23, 24. Uh, and then I was starting to study anything spiritual, you know, all the different beliefs, all the religious books, everything, because I had proof that I'm more than this body, you know, that I was in the, in this other world. And so that's all I needed to, to, light that fire under me to, you know, to find out how can I get closer to that? You mm -hmm. know? So that was my, you know, my wake up call. So your son, Susan, you know, um, uh, he'll get his wake up call at some point, you know, it may not be till he's in his thirties or forties or gosh, <laughs> yeah, unless the, that just, you know, and, and it's funny because one of my clients recently was about 48 years old he never really believed in the spiritual mumble jumbo kind of stuff like this, but he'd had three relatives die within a short period of time. And that woke him up to God. I hope there is a God. I hope there is a heaven. I hope where my friends that died are someplace, not just dirt and, you know, not just in the ground and don't exist anymore. So that got him to really open up spiritually. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he came to me, I was able to help him to go into trance and transcend his, his awareness to the other side. And he was able to really see that, yeah, they're fine. You know, he was able to talk to them and now he knows. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes death is, um, it's a way to, well, you notice like at funerals and at weddings and at births, you know, those are special times when people, when they get together, those, those gatherings, it's like everybody's in an altered state a little bit mm -hmm. of love and joy. You know, and at, even at, uh, sometimes at death, as people are dying, it's very emotional for the whole family and everything. But the family may have a whole lot of differences. But in that death time, they 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 join together and they go they grieve together. You know, so uh, death has a way of and grief sometimes of bringing people together, of raising their spiritual awareness. You know, but that's so, I that's what I always feel like grief is one of those times that it's meant to shake us up so yeah. that we can become our truer self, which is spiritual beings. 
It doesn't mean that you have to believe in anything greater. It's not about that kind of spirituality, but it's knowing that we're there's something greater than just, you know, buying the most important sports car, that there's more to life than having the best paying job that, you know, you, when you're in grief, you learn that there's, there's something more than, than just the basics of life. If you are that kind of person now, you know, like my husband, he's finding his spirituality through other ways, even yeah. though he's had grief, but he's having to find it in different ways. And the, and the universe will always bring us through it <laughs> to find yeah. our way. But it's that persevering. And I know that, you know, like last night at my husband's meeting that because um, he celebrated 10 years of sobriety this last month. And awesome. that's really awesome. It is truly awesome. And one of his uh, friends there, he was saying that, you know, he's amazed that your wife still is supporting you like she does. And like he says, without you, I wouldn't have been able to become sober like I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that I've held him in the chance to to shift and change. And that's part of the persevering, too, is that, you know, people don't realize that perseverance, it's about holding things in our hands and not holding on to it tight. Because if we if we're able to persevere through something, we got to let it move and shift and change to become its greater self because it's not a straight line. Life's not about a straight line. And so when we're persevering through something, we have to be able to know that, you know, we have to to let it shift and change underneath us to move us forward. And I think a good way um, this is hard for some people, but once you start doing it, it becomes easier. Uh, And that's. you know, to shift from a victim consciousness to, uh, wow, this is a chance to grow here, this hard thing that I'm mm-hmm. going through. When people, when I see people make that change, they they change so much so fast. Isn't that and life becomes so much easier and happier, even with the same problems that they go through when they just change their perspective. And so I try to teach my clients that when you have a roadblock or you have a difficult situation that you're put in to quickly go to this. And, you know, <coughs> a lot of times people, you know, you know, but I say, get over that pretty quick. You know, just go ahead and yell and scream for a minute, flail around. God, why are you doing this to me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, I'm a victim. And then quickly, quickly go, okay, got through that now. What am I trying to learn through this experience? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how can I grow and I learn? Just thinking that a lot of times shifts their energy. So all of a sudden they it's not not as bad, you know, like um, like um, a, a spiritual guru that I, I, I knew uh, one time was on a merchant marine ship when he was younger, way out in the middle of the ocean. And he was repairing something. And with a ball peen hammer, those are those big old hammers. He smashed his thumb and it was the worst pain. He'd, it was just swelling like three times its size. And he runs to the. Uh, the captain of the ship and going, oh, my God, what am I going to do? This is the most pain in my life. The captain just smiled at him and said, well, you better get used to the pain. We're about two weeks out of port right now. You know, and he started <laughs> thinking about that. And he said, he said, I might as well get used to it. Or, or I might as well, I might as well accept it. And then all of a sudden he just accepted the pain. He said it was the same thumb and the same swelling. But the pain went way, way down and he yeah. was able to deal with it because he just thought there's nothing I could do about it. I might as well enjoy it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, 
that that's where I use the mantra a lot of times when I'm I'm head into something, you know, like when something presents itself and it's like, holy fuckerdickle, you know, what am I gonna do with this? You know? And and so with that, that I as soon as it presents itself, sometimes I have to stop and breathe. I have to sit down and just go, holy nabble you know, whatever you want to say, you know, and then it's like, get up and say, what are you here to teach me? What is this about? Yeah. Why are you in my life? What is this going to be here for me for my future? You know, and I, for me, the simple, the simple mantra of what are you here to teach me? puts it in a perspective. So I become the observer of it instead of the victim of it. And that helps me to, to persevere through. So like the time when, um, when my cat died at the same time, the day that I was, um, my job in the school where I was at ended and I had to leave that classroom, which basically I was running. I was the para that had been there the longest and, and I was asked to leave it. And it was like, what is this here to teach me? Why am I going through this grief at the same time of having to lose my job that I loved to do? Oh, I'm supposed to be able to be more movable because after about a week or two, I realized that in the new position I was put into, I had flexibility in my schedule that I could, that I can actually now work less hours. Where if yeah. I would have stayed in that position, I would have been stuck working the extended hours. Now I had flexibility and movability in my day. And I'm like going, and I could, re I was getting tired of only reaching 20 kids. I like to reach more kids, you know, cause I could support them, get to know them better. You know, when I walk out of a classroom, they walk out of the classroom and we talk as we're going down the hallway. Cause we know each other. Yeah. Where before I didn't, I was losing track of kids and, and so this whole thing was about me being able to expand and being out in the elements. I needed to learn more about the elementals. Yeah. And so with that, that, that teaching me, even though I didn't know that right away, but getting me in that moment did help me be able to maneuver, make decisions and, and know what to do. Sometimes I had to tell the principal, can I just go to the restroom? Cause he needed an answer right away can I go in the bathroom and catch up with myself, please? You know, and it's okay to, to when you're persevering through things and things are, are lat are pulling you through something. It's okay. Sometimes to say, I need a moment to catch up with myself. Yeah. You know, that takes us out of the victimhood. A lot of us don't know how to slow down and stop long enough to catch up with ourselves. Yeah. Now, as life, both of us being life coaches, we can uh, say, for instance, just give you an example of what we um, coach people to do. Uh, let's say they, they've lost a job and they feel it's hopeless that they'll never find another job that they like or that how are they going to find another job? Uh, you know, some common sense things to do that you can do physically that turn in and then you have the spiritual element that will come in there and kind of fill in all the gaps. But, you know, the first thing is to, you know, it's okay to grieve for a little while. You know, you want to take a week or two off, go someplace just to get out of town or even a few days. You, you know, you don't have to solve it overnight. You know, this because usually getting another job, it takes some, it takes some uh, uh, steps that you have to go through. Okay. 
So what I say with people is get a glass of water, drink the water, and then breathe. Just do a breathing exercise for a little bit. You know, get in that oxygen in there. And you're going to find out that your cortisol level will reduce itself a little mm-hmm. bit just by getting more oxygen in your body. Okay. And then when you're, you know, um, let's say when you figure, okay, it's time. It's time now to find a new job. Okay. Now, and it seems overwhelming. Okay. So the common sense things are you got to get your, your resume in order. You might need, if you haven't done it in a, in a little while, you got to update that, you know, and there's uh, plenty of uh, uh, online places to teach you to really get one that really rocks, you know, that will stand out from the others, you know, mm-hmm. so you want to get your resume in there and then really do, it, it, let's say you have to change occupations because your job was, there's just not many of that type of job that you had available, you know. Um, you, you just, what I have people do is just sit in bed, uh, have a glass of water there, put on some nice music, and then just do an inventory of the skills that they have. And people are surprised sometimes. They go, oh, I know how to do this. Oh, yeah, I could, I can, there's this other skill that I know how to do. And they just make their list of skills, you know, that they have down so they can see, you know, they get an idea of like the type of jobs that they could get with the skills that they have, you know. Um, some people might have to go back to school you know, for uh, like a trade school or something. Okay. then you got to find the financing. So in other words, it's a process that you go through. So if you get it all on paper and let's say you've got to do, you go, you know, I need to retrain myself here. So you think, you know, once you pick an occupation that way, then you start researching the schools and you find out what the tuitions are and everything. And you get all this in a binder and then you can see everything that you're going to need to do. And then you just the common sense thing is you go you go through everything has to be done and you decide what's the first thing, the second thing, the third thing, you know, to get done. You'll find out that when you start to do that sort of thing, to, that you're going to persevere through this, you know, thing to another job. Once you start moving forward, your anxiety is going to get less because you're doing something about it. You're not just doing this, you know, crazy, you know, and um, and then you go through the steps. And then, of course, um Natasha and I would both say, I think that to start a meditation process, because your best ideas are not going to come from the state we're in now, which is beta. Your best ideas are going to come in an alpha state. You know, that's when your brain waves are a little further apart. And that's when you do meditation or you pray or you you begin to relax. You know, if you saw your brain waves on an oscilloscope, they would be expanding a little bit. So a little meditation that's where you're going to get your solutions to a lot of your problems, you know, and then you act on them in the beta state, you know, in the wake state. Uh, so what are some other things you would common sense things you'd have them do Natasha? Well, for one, it's making a list. Yeah. You know, what do I like to do? What do I not like to do? Yeah. Like, let's say in the last job, I liked problem solving, but I hated working with people. You know, yeah. or, you know, what, what else did you like about your job? Well, I liked, um, uh, helping things get organized. I liked organizing people. So you liked managing people, but you didn't like dealing with people. So how can we, how can you kind of persevere through to, to figure those out? And that's one thing that I, I come down to a lot of times when we make lists of what, what did you like to do when you were a kid? You know, right now we're doing a lot of, of, of problem solving into getting into those things that our souls like to do. Well, when we were a kid and we had our imagination, 
you know, what did we like to do? And persevering and finding out those things of what don't I like and what do I like, you know, two different lists. It's amazing how you can kind of get out where you're going. And it, what I find too, for a lot of people, when you put it on paper, you actually see, like even say, I even say, put on paper what other people see you are good at. Yeah. You know, because of the fact that, that, and then figuring out what that does. What is the thing that when you, when you, you just get a spark of, of inspiration to do, you know, it's like, oh, I really get, write that down. When you really, really, really feel heavy, when you just don't like to do something, write that down. And you may have to do a job that has a little bit of both. You know, like if you really like organizing things and you like to run things and you like to be in charge of things, but you don't really like dealing with people. Well, you may have to be a manager of people. But then if you allow your your workers kind of do their thing, you just oversee them. You won't have to interact with them as much. If you don't micromanage them, you don't have to interact with them as much. But yet if they need guidance and you structure them, then that's where you can have conversation with them. And yeah. so, you know, it's that figuring things out of how and then you find out what job scenario the universe wants to pull you into. Yeah. Uh, and, and the other thing that's common sense to do, because it's financial issues that when people lose their job, they go, how am I going to pay the rent and everything? Well, the first thing you do in, in your binder is you write down all of your expenses and you look mm -hmm. at to see the ones that are absolutely necessary and which ones can you do without for a little while and you know there might be some you know maybe a cable tv you've got 160 dollars a month bill coming because you got all those prescriptions well maybe you can cut that in half you know just get the basic for just a little while or something you know you people are surprised sometimes when they write down all their bills and they go oh man i didn't i didn't really need that i mean sometimes yeah. people have two or three checking accounts and one's free and they pay for the other two Maybe they can combine those and they save 25, 30 bucks a month, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so, and that, that makes you feel good too, when you're able to cut out two or three or four or $500 worth of expenses, since you, you know, it's going to be hard to uh, uh, afford things at the moment. So, uh, and then you want to check to see your balances on your credit cards and, and the, and the amount of money you have in the bank. And once you figure what your monthly budget is, after you've cut these things off, you can see how many months you have before it really gets scary. You know, uh, I have one of my clients and luckily he's, he's saved enough to get him by for the last 16 months. And and now he's getting dwindling down. So he's got his, you know, but that gave him time to figure out things, you know, but some people only, you know, they got enough for a month or two and then mm -hmm. or barely that. Yeah. Now, one thing that I did when I when I was an actor in Hollywood for 12 years, uh, and even though I was a SAG, we came Screen Actors Guild. There wasn't a lot of work. And I had a nice loft and everything. And when I moved to L.A., I had like, I don't know, almost 25000 in the bank. But I was quickly going through that, you know, and it was getting down. So I rented part of my loft to another person, uh, you know, for a little while, you know, and that brought in like $500 a month, you know. So, you know, you do what you got to do, you know. Uh, I sold a, a more expensive car that I had and got a little just a junker to get me around for like six months. Uh, and, uh, then I saved that car payment. The insurance was less, you know, um, you, you just have to persevere. You have to plan, you have to get through this and it's not going to come unless you do your, do some work. You know, someone's not just going to come and knock on your door and say, Oh, I hear you out of work. Why don't you come work for me? You know, mm -hmm. 
But that, and that's that's yeah. the thing that that you know, like I love. I heard Oprah Winfrey say it's it's the um, it's opportunity and you being prepared, you doing your work, and the universe and you meet up at a certain point. And that's when when you can when you can get the acceptance and the and the and the opportunities to move forward. But you have to be ready. You have to do your preparation to meet up with opportunity to make that up the the moment go. I was just talking with a, a neighbor of mine, and like he said that that he's you know I've watched him since they moved into this area you know, going from job to job to job. And then all of a sudden he found the job that he likes. And like he said, my parents wanted me to do such and such and such, but I don't like doing that. But then he ended up being a manager of a restaurant. And I said, but that's science, you know, watching somebody cook is like science. And, and so then he's, he's been doing that. And now he's got an opportunity to go down to Texas and manage a building and get uh, maybe a franchise, start a franchise and you know things are going on so he was prep he was doing the work kept himself getting up going to different jobs even though he changed jobs like you know you know maybe four in a year but he was persevering through each one to find that right one to get to where he needed to go and now he's finding now he's finding he says i just worked 14 hours or 14 days straight not i i'm tired but boy, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so people listening now, and we talk now that you're taking care of the physical part that you have to do, the spiritual part kicks in, and that's the key. That's what makes everything gel, okay? So uh, if you haven't already out there, there's a number of meditation apps, but Insight Timer. Insight Timer is one of the best, and it's free. And there's like a thousand things on there you can do. Uh, but it'll help you to get into a meditative practice. Uh, uh, and, and don't let, when we say meditation, people, I, I'm surprised. It's just like hypnosis. Most people don't really know what it is. Most people that have never meditated before, they don't really, all they, all they can picture is a Buddhist monk sitting there for weeks with his legs crossed and singing all on their own. And they go, there's no way I can do that. You know, meditation, all meditation is, is getting yourself to relax and putting yourself in a state of relaxation where you can kind of think clearly, you know, and listening to um, uh, some good music or listening to a guided meditation on an, on a, on like insight timer or something. It takes you, it, 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 it uh, takes you from this reality to another reality that you have within you, you know, mm-hmm. and um, uh, th- that's where, Oh, matter of fact, I think uh, maybe in a future, th- this book, is really really good for a bridge between here and what we're talking about for people mm-hmm. this is, uh, he's he's had like a million people go through his process and he teaches people uh, exercises of how they can put themselves in an alpha state which is like an almost asleep state and he he did uh, years and years and like 20 some years of research uh, technically scientifically and everything showing how the people who get through things the easiest, the people that are the most successful in their lives are people that get their ideas in the relaxed state, the alpha state, and then they act on them in the beta state, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, you know, a little bit earlier. So um, I, I have to go grab something real quick. I'll, okay. I'll be right back. Keep talking. Okay, I'll keep talking. <laughs> anyway, in this book, uh, 
and see if we get it on there again. Everyday ESP by Jose Silva. And uh, this is uh, this is really good. They have seminars all over the U.S. And um, with the uh, the seminars they have, they like I say, they teach people. It's like teaching self-hypnosis in a way. They mm -hmm. call it something different. Uh, but it's just, it just helps people to get in that state. So to persevere, to get a new job, whether you're going through grief or you're trying to get a new job or to move on in life, uh, what Natasha and I would recommend to you is that you start some sort of meditation practice because your intuition will double and triple, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, for me that I use mantras. So mantras, like for yeah. me, it's like um, I breathe in uh, opportunity. I breathe out love. I breathe in awareness. I breathe out strength. Yeah. You know, and I say those words. I am aware. I am uh I am love. I am awareness. I am. And I just breathe in and breathe out. And using certain words, it brings me into an awareness that is a little bit different. And sometimes I, I kind of try to time myself for five minutes. Usually I last about three um, just because <laughs> my mind starts going off. But that's the thing is, is that it's okay to even, you know, like if you have a chance to walk around the block four times. You just walk around the block and just slowly start yeah. breathing and and getting yourself in in a state of of awareness so that that you're more aware of you and what you're in. Like if you so many of us are still at work doing their work. Uh, so many of are still in the car going to the grocery store. But if you can slowly become where you're at. So those mantras, like I was saying puts me back into a situation in the chair that I'm in. Yeah. You know, it puts me in, if I'm walking around the block, it puts me on the block. It puts me on the, on the, on the sidewalk. It puts me with the flower next to me. It puts me in those places. And then I'm here with myself or in the shower, you know, yeah. water is a great place to get yourself That's knowing. And, and, and if you, if you remind yourself to be, what am I doing right now? I'm washing my hair. What are you doing right now? I'm washing my body, you know, because we want to travel at these other places. But if we're here, then we can get more in tuned with what we're dealing with, what we're going through. And that there again, when you become more with yourself, you're able to persevere more through what you're going through because you're yeah. not pre-thinking. Oh, tomorrow's going to be a terrible day. I have to do such and such and such. No, you're still here. You know, it, you're still in the moment where you're at. You're not at work tomorrow. You're finishing off your work today. And so persevering through what we're going through now, when we can get to that other spot, it may be different than what we perceive it to be. You know, yeah. so with that, persevere where we're at now and, and bring ourselves back to this moment so that we can be our better selves in this moment. Yeah, I think uh, maybe in another show we should touch on uh, mantras and and what they are and, and how they work, because a lot of people hear that and they go, oh, that's too new agey. That's something, mm -mm. you know, but it's not because um, uh, a mantra like the um, the Christian church um, helped bring people out of the uh, the black, whatever you call it back in the what do you call it? The, the black, black plague. Well, yeah. And that time and when things were. Uh, everything was in a down spiral with humanity. And that's when the Christians came out with the Gregorian chants, mm -hmm. you know, and a chant is the same thing as like a mantra. 
-huh. you know, like in the Catholic Church, we had Kyrie eleison, you know, and in church we would see sing Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, and then and then all of a sudden someone would hear, you know, they'd be at home and they'd go, oh, here's this guy over singing, oh, oh, that's stupid. And you go, wait a minute, you were just in church doing a mantra, just a different one, you know. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing is, is if we say that I am, mm -hmm. you know, I am empowered. You know, a lot of times that I, I find these words that when I'm in my, my, you know, like the last couple of days, I was getting pretty he heavy with really a phone call, another phone call, you know, and I'm waiting for, you know, as you're waiting for another phone call that, um, you know, it's like I'm empowered to walk through with what I'm doing. I am. I am awareness. I'm attuning to the energies of the now so that I can be my better self, even though I'm really struggling right now. Please help me get the energy to work through what I'm going through. You know, yeah. even just saying things like that, it, it, it gets us out of where we're at in our own minds and gets us into the knowings of where we can be. Yeah. And he's saying those see, because in our the, the negative things that our mind is saying when we're going through grief and we're going through things, it's like the negative thoughts are like, I hate life. I can't live. Uh, I'll never be the same again. You know, it's all these kind of things that our subconscious is whispering to us. Well, when you consciously say things like Natasha was saying, like, you know, I'm waking up today. I'm going to I'm going to be the best person I've ever been. I'm going to have the best health and everything. Well, look at what you're saying. You're not mm -hmm. when you're saying those things, you're not saying the other things, you know, although your subconscious sometimes is still kind of trying to get in there. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, but I, it, I'm willing, able and alive. Yeah. I am willing, able and alive. Even if you just say that, you notice how getting dressed, it might be a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. And so it, and these things keep you from going down the rabbit hole of into despair. Yes. You know, even if you're just saying, I will get through this. You know, with God's help, I will get through this. Or whoever's up there, please help me get through the day. Uh, help me to be kind to people today, even though I feel like crap, you know. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, so um, that's all that people need sometimes is little tools mm -hmm. of, to do something else rather than what they're doing. Instead of doing all the negative stuff, just start doing a little bit of the uh, positive stuff. So you're going down this road instead of down, 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 mm -hmm. you know, that way. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the thing, you know, like for me, I like talking about my song. That's my anthem. How do I love, you know, through it all, how do I love? And, and that's the question that I ask myself, how do I love? And so that puts it in a, when I'm feeling low and I'm feeling kind of selfish, I'm an only child. I, I can go there quickly and easily. And, and yet how do I love through the process? It steps me out of, of me being my my physical spiritual emotional self to more of a spiritual knower being yeah. so that i can be my my greater self so that you know when my husband does come home tired and and i'm tired that it's not necessarily that i'm going to get into an argument but yet it's that well how do i love so it's like honey rough day i know you had a rough day can we just be kind to each other how do i love you know and yeah. and persevering through those moments, you know. Mm -hmm. Here's a um, just a quick spiritual exercise. Anybody watching this uh, that's going through grief right now that really feels that emotion and it's very very difficult for you. One thing in people, um, 
that you can do that's a trick of the mind, but it works really, really well, is to actually make friends with grief. In other words, you just you, I do that. You, yeah, you you and that's Natasha. You're going to be doing that a lot this week. You know, bless you. You know, for what. You're, <laughs> but it's as simple as uh, sitting back with your eyes closed, uh, uh, picture sitting in your in your couch, and uh, picture grief knocks on your door. Now, when when the door opens, uh, you'll create a person that's there. It's not going to be like a, a guy with a sickle and and in like that, but it's going to be a very a very business-like, friendly person, however you want to see it. And maybe you have a screen door. And so you open the door and you look through and you're a little hesitant at first and say, well, who are you? And says, well, I'm, I'm grief. You, you wanted to see me? And then you can say, well, you know what? I just made some cookies. I got some fresh tea or coffee here. Can you come <laughs> in and we can talk for a while? And in your mind, you just see that and you, you welcome him to come in and uh, or her, however you see that entity, sit down. And just sit there and have a conversation and say, man, you, you know, you've come to see me way too often lately. I mean, do you live next door or something that you're here so often? You know, you can just have this conversation in a little way and say, I, I know you're doing your job and I know this is probably for my good. And you and grief will say, yep, it is. And it's just what you need to go through. And uh, <clears throat> and then before he leaves a little bit, just give him a hug or shake hands, whatever you're comfortable with and say, thanks for coming to see me, you know. And uh, please, uh, you know, be as easy on me as you can. But just that interaction, that little bit changes your perspective of from it being like someone knocking at the door and you want to run high in the closet, you know, because it's grief. Oh, it's going to hurt. It's just it's like making friends. You know, mm -hmm. it's like it's it's like loving the inevitable, you know, instead of pushing it away. And I exactly. have I have people do that with pain that are in, in chronic pain that nothing seems to help. And they make friends with pain and they go. Regan, I don't know what that is, but every time I sit down and, and that and pain comes in and I give him some cookies or we talk for a little bit, he leaves and I'm looking at my physical body and it doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. You know, it's just this this power that we have with our minds, you know. Uh, exactly. That's where, you know, like me saying, you know, I have a very healthy body, you know, because I'm going through the years that my um um actually I'm living the year that my both my parents passed. And so for me, my mantra, instead of going into the negative, I'm, I have a healthy body. I am in a healthy body. I am with a healthy body. I am a healthy body, you know, and thank you for being a healthy body. And, and so with that, that it, it, it is part of that process. And, and like you say, being in pain, I kind of pictured the pain that I have had where my arms, my fingers would go blue because my, my upper body would be in struggle and spasms and stuff. And I would say, okay, pain, you're here. Let's go through the doorway, go past it. You know, I'm going to persevere through past it. And it was like, oh, it's actually easier because half the pain is standing at the doorway, being fearful that it's going to hurt more. But actually, when you go through the doorway and you can move through it, it's that persevering through what we have. And we can say, thank you, knee, for hurting me. Thank you for teaching me what I have to learn from you. I honor you and I love you. And half the time when we say I love you to the body parts that are hurting, they go, you actually love me? Yeah. Really? You love me? Oh, you actually acknowledged me? Oh, thank you. And then it becomes easier. Yeah. It becomes and I'll, easier. And I'll say one more thing before we go. Uh, 
one thing, a modality that I also use besides the life between lives process is the quantum healing hypnosis technique where I help people achieve a really deep state of, uh, of trance, which most people can reach about 90% of them. And in there, when you get really, really deep, I ask to speak to your higher self, to your subconscious. And in that state, you'll say, yes, you, you, you'll be blown away because we record all this. Your higher self comes out as like a third person. And we can ask it questions like why you have the illness you have. And you'll get from, from the deep knowingness of your higher self or whatever, you'll get answers to why you're going through your different illnesses. And mm -hmm. it'll, we can even ask your higher self, or your, your deep subconscious, what do you need to do to heal yourself? And it'll tell you. It can even, in, in some cases, it'll do a body scan and tell you what's wrong with you and sometimes even do a healing. We've had uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that got healings from their higher self, uh, higher self that actually mm -hmm. healed. I mean, it sounds crazy, but because uh, our mind is out of the way. Yeah, our, our our mental patterns are out of the way, and that's that's that persevering through what we've been taught in the past from our parents and our family members and our friends and and who society, you know, like that that one about um, shingles commercial and i'm like going la 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 <laughs> i changed the channel because it's like get out of my freaking head dude yeah you yeah. know it's like la, la, la. you know because i i'm free from that journey and that's another thing that i say i'm free from that journey i'm free from that journey and that's that's the thing that you know, working through persevering through life and our mental stories and and mental games and and that kind of stuff. And we can keep talking about this, but yeah. our hour has actually come yeah. up quickly. All right. I'll tell people like uh, to find out about quantum healing hypnosis technique, QHHT. Uh, if you just, there's uh, probably a hundred videos on uh, YouTube about it. Um, if you go to QHHT.official, uh, you'll get the, the website. Uh, and um, I'm uh, heading towards their level three right now. Uh, which is their highest level uh, because I, I've been doing it a while uh, on there. Um, not listed as level three yet because I have to do my paperwork yet and everything. But um, uh, anyway, um, also go to visittheafterlife.com. You can find out about life between lives. You know, um, you can actually see a, a young lady going through this uh, amazing process where she goes to a past life and then on to the afterlife and back. Um, so, um, we can do this over Zoom or in person. I do all of, I just got back from LA, San Diego, Mexico, and now I'm back in San Francisco area. Uh, and both of us, Natasha will tell you too, we can do sessions on Zoom or okay. even over the phone, you know, sometimes that's energy doesn't have to add, like, as we found out, you know, energy travels everywhere, you know, so it can be done on Zoom just as easily as uh, as in person and i'm also available for regular therapy sessions on zoom for post-traumatic stress for um, fears and phobias anxiety depression and i can give you some tools teach you some things to help you get through to help you to persevere mm -hmm. exactly. how are they, they going to get hold of you i'm guessing angelicclarifications.com right yes angelicclarifications.com you can email at natasha at angelicclarifications.com for my email, I am here for, I love to help 
someone work through things. And, and even doing my intuitive feng shui that I've helped a lot of people go through how to change their life into having a healthier life and having um, more inspired to, to negotiate what they're going through by even like I, I did a, a client and um, there was a bed that was right in the middle of a doorway. And I said, do you have trouble sleeping? Do you have troubles doing this? And, and it was like, oh my gosh, yes. So they changed their bed and their whole world changed. So it's like, sometimes our persevering is not necessarily what's in our mind, but in our actions around us. What, what do we have around us? So I love to do my feng shui. I love to do mediumship. I love to do my life coaching to support people going through whatever they're going through. And grief is something that I, I'm really good at helping someone go through their shame and grief, guilt a lot of the things that we're negotiating through right now in our lives. Yeah. So we're here to help and uh, I guess we'll see you guys four o'clock next Monday. Yeah. So we're live four o'clock on Mondays with the dance of soul. I'm live on um, Wednesdays at four o'clock, the same channel, sometimes on Instagram on, um, on Wednesdays. This show will be on podcast where if you can go to life clarifications, and you'll find uh, life clarifications with Natasha and that this podcast will be on there soon. So welcome everyone. And please like share. If you know someone can use this, please share this to someone who can use it because, you know, a lot of us are struggling with persevering right now and no uh, going through grief. So um, my love to everyone and know you're not alone. You do have angels guides and I see a lot of new guides coming in for a lot of people to help them through their next stage in life. Oh, that's good. It's a good sign. Yep. Blessings, everyone. See you next week. Next week. Bye now.